Shag on 96.7 KCMQ. The Great Strocation has finally ended. That is very weird. We should not call it that. That is wow. Now, we're going to record this and play it back because I only want to to say it once. Okay? So (laughs) if you see me out in public and you ask me what happened, I'm going to send you to KCMQ.com and you can listen to this break. That'll work. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Efficient. Yeah, because I mean, I know how it goes. The morbid curiosity, everybody wants to know about your stroke. stroke. Everybody's got to know about the stroke. stroke. It happened Monday, December 5th. It's not right. It's not right. Hey, man, the audience asked for it. Too many people asked for it. Too many people were saying, Trevor, you should play Billy Squire all morning long. Stroke. And the crazy thing is, it was the week leading up to the fiancé's Veterans United Christmas party. Mm-hmm. So we were super excited for it. It was her first big one. I went to the barbershop emboss, shout out, got my hair did, my beard trimmed. I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to treat myself to a nap. Mm. Had some lunch, laid down, set my alarm for 3.30. I woke up with the alarm, went to the bathroom. And I go, you know what? Treat yourself. 30 more minutes. I laid back down, and that's when I woke up in a stroke daze. It was the point where I thought I had lost my arm, my right side. Like, it was gone. I was like, I woke up going, did I break my arm off? Like, what happened? I'm searching. I'm looking around for it. I'm like, oh, there it is. And I put it on my chest because I don't want to lose it. So now I'm flailing, trying to get out of bed, like in a panic. Like, I don't really know what's happening. It's very confusing. I even remember thinking, am I having a bleeping stroke? And I'm like, no, you're 44. You're not having a stroke. Yeah. So after flailing around, now I'm on the bed and off the bed and can't do anything. And I have a thought, well, this is nice. This is how they're going to find me. And then after about 30, 40 minutes, I started to get some feeling in the right side. Enough to now sit up. On the bed, and I tried to stand up, fell back down. I'm like, okay, well, now we're going to have to ease into this a little bit. It's the strangest feeling. It's all, it's, it's, it's like you've been right before you got knocked out. Like you're, it's like a standing eight count. Like you're just dazed. Your, yeah. your knees are wobbly. Everything's weak. Uh, you're there, but you're not. It's a very strange Strange feeling. So like mentally, you're in a haze kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, everything, everything is really, really weird. So I slowly put my clothes on, and I go out through the garage, and I'm sitting there trying to push the pin to close the garage door behind me, and I'm getting furious because I know I'm pushing those right numbers. I know that's our door code. Hindsight, way off. (laughs) Not even close. Didn't even have one number right. So wrong. (laughs) So I go back in the house, and I sit down. And my phone, I can't unlock it with my stroke hand, because it's the right my right finger. Oh, yeah. So for some reason, I can't get it to unlock because of finger. And it didn't even dawn on me to call 911. It didn't even dawn on me. I was in a lot of trouble. I was like, man, this is really weird. I'll just wait for the fiance to get home and I'll talk to her about it. So now I'm just standing in the driveway waiting for her to get home. She's supposed to be home anytime. Yeah. And it gets to the point where like, man, I don't know. Maybe I should just drive myself to the hospital. 
Again, not even thinking about 911, not even going to walk to a neighbor's house. And it's not even far. Like, it's, we share yards. Do we Do we blame that on that? 100%. Okay, all right, all right, no, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Because apparently that's pretty common. That, oh, really? That, yeah, that the people going through strokes don't realize how dangerous it actually is. Yeah. I could totally see how someone would just go back down, sit down, and then that's it. Yeah. So, in my great stroke-thinking brain, I get in the Yukon, I have to use my hands to pull my pant leg, pull my right leg in to the Yukon. The right leg. The, yeah, my driving leg. The driving yeah. leg, yeah. Oh, man, I'm on point. I mean, I'm nailing this. I'm nailing <laughs> really the stroke yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So as soon, as soon as I'm putting the keys into the ignition, that's when Savannah calls. And I pick up, and I can't talk. And that's my first realization of, like, oh, bleep, you're in a lot more trouble than you originally thought. Right, yeah. So she's freaking out. She comes flying home. I get in the car, and she's talking to me, and I'm just nodding, and she's going to the hospital. Apparently, after talking to her, she could tell I was dragging my right side, and I just didn't look good. So we go to the university hospital, the emergency room, and there's some young kid in front of me asking a thousand questions. It's like, dude, you got your phone. Google it. I'm stroking out. (laughs) I had it in my head. I was like, this is going to be it. This is the end of me because you won't stop asking stupid questions. Because that's all anybody does now is go to the emergency room for everything. Right? No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But university, as soon as we got that idiot out of the way, they knew, got me in the wheelchair, and now I'm getting scanned and all that. And then that was the second realization that I could be in a lot of trouble because I started to see the panic on the professionals' faces. Yeah. I mean, the stroke doctor's coming in. He's trying to figure out when it happened because they want to give me this this shot 